This is Footy Time, and I'm Daniel Andrews. On today's episode, we'll be having a look at the 2017 Grand Final. Of course, fought out between the Richmond Tigers and the Adelaide Crows. We've also got our regular segments coming up, Footy Time Trivia. So in Footy Time Trivia this week, we'll delve into what it actually takes to win the Premiership. And of course, we'll have our Frozen in Time moment from this Grand Final. So what will it be that earns that Frozen in Time status? Over the journey, Richmond's fans have been starved of success, especially in finals. So when they were getting on a roll in September, you can imagine what was happening in Richmond. All the bars were booked out. One shop owner even commissioned a massive Dustin Martin graffiti artwork on a huge wall. It seemed like Tiger Fever had even taken over the train driver. As I was pulling into Richmond Station, the Tiger's theme song started blaring out over the train system. Of course, all the Richmond supporters on board started singing along too. A lone Adelaide supporter got his phone out of his pocket and started playing the Adelaide theme song. You could barely even hear it. The only reason I heard it was because I was standing next to him. So how did it come to be that Richmond made it through to the grand final after so many years of waiting for their supporters? Their game was actually built on putting on an incredible amount of pressure on the opposition. They had a brigade of small forwards that hunted the ball and the man with equal ferocity. Their ruthless nature meant that whether you were the first or last player picked, they were always going full bore on every contest. This meant they were a team in the truest sense of the word. They were more than the sum of their parts. This pressure that they were able to put on the opposition allowed them to run over the top of many oppositions in the second half. So if the Tigers could stick with an opposition up to half time, then there were odds on to run over the top of them. Even though Richmond was riding this wave of momentum in the second half of the season, facts were facts and they still hadn't won a final in a very, very long time. They did manage to finish in the top four though. So their first final was against Geelong at the MCG, qualifying final. Richmond seemed to be having the better of the game for much of the night, but they just couldn't put the score on the board. They were wasteful in front of goal. And to three quarter time, they could only manage 6-10 to Geelong's 4-9. So obviously Geelong were well and truly still in the game. Richmond were able to overwhelm Geelong in the last quarter though. Slamming on seven goals to one, they ran out 50 point winners to register their first finals victory in a very, very long time. This put Richmond straight through to the prelim final against the Giants. Richmond were heavily favored to take out GWS in this game. At this time, GWS was an incredibly skillful team but some believed they lacked the hard edge needed to win cutthroat finals. Richmond were harder for longer in this game. They scrapped for everything they got, whereas the Giants were trying to play perfect football, and you can't really play perfect football in a prelim final. So in the end, the blue-collar Richmond got the win by six goals, and they're into the grand final, riding that wave of momentum. Could it last for another week to bring them that treasured Premiership Cup? Richmond would be taking on Adelaide, in the 2017 Grand Final. Adelaide had been the dominant team for much of the year. They were a highly skillful team that managed to use angled kicks to bring the ball back into the corridor and get things moving quickly to a forward line that could put on plenty of goals. Their forward line was an interesting mix of talls and smalls, with Eddie Betts and Charlie Cameron the smalls being incredibly dangerous and quick players. They were the highest scoring team in the competition. And once they started getting on top of you, The game was all but gone. In the first week of the finals, Adelaide did it pretty easy over the Giants at Adelaide Oval, in the end getting over the line by 36 points. This set up a home prelim against Geelong. 
Adelaide were able to steadily build their lead throughout the first half. And just as Geelong got a little bit of play going back there and Wade just before half time, a massive clash between Rory Sloan and Dangerfield stopped the Cats in their tracks from getting what looked like to be a certain goal, making sure that Adelaide had all the momentum going into half time. In the second half, Adelaide came out firing, putting on a huge score, kicking a total of 21 goals to register 136 points. This put Adelaide through to their first grand final since 1998. It had been an incredibly long wait for both Richmond and Adelaide to make the grand final. Out of all the teams in the competition, both Richmond and Adelaide were the ones that hadn't made a grand final for the longest. So who would it be? Who would be able to get the Premiership Cup that they so desperately wanted? The beginning of the 2017 grand final was accompanied by a deafening roar from both sets of supporters. Both Adelaide and Richmond supporters had packed the MCG and there was over 100,000 in. Richmond's tactics were clear early. They were blocking out the corridor, making sure that Adelaide couldn't use that route to attack. However, it was the Crows who got the first, with Sloan goaling from a set shot. It came about from a lightning chain of handballs that allowed Sloan to be set up. From the very next centre bounce, the Crows got the clearance. The quick Charlie Cameron got the ball, and in the blink of an eye, he got it to Betts in the goal square, who rammed home another. It was an electric start to the game, full of energy. Up the other end, Riot was having problems with his goal kicking, missing three shots early. Adelaide, though, were finding it pretty hard to get it out of their back half. Every time they tried to transition, they found the Richmond wall set up, and the pressure that Richmond puts on was making it incredibly difficult for Adelaide to get it out. Still, Richmond hadn't kicked a goal. That was until a brilliant rundown tackle on the wing, where Atkins was nailed. With all the Adelaide players having run forward on the attacking play, Richmond were out everywhere. This allowed Caddy to mark deep in the pocket before he snapped a goal to register Richmond's first. In a sign of things to come, there was another rundown tackle that allowed Dustin Martin to get the ball on to Hooley, who Cooley snapped on the left to register another for the Tigers. However, towards the end of the quarter, it was Adelaide who got a couple of deep entries and were able to get a stoppage goal from Greenwood as well. This meant that Adelaide took a nine-point lead into quarter time. Early in the second quarter, it was Revolt again who had another shot for goal. This time, he was about 35 out near the boundary. All the Adelaide players just presumed he was going to kick a drop punt. But at the last second, he wheeled around on the right to snap. He didn't look like he made great connection. The ball was floating, but it was floating towards goal. And it basically landed on the goal line with the desperate Crows defenders caught napping and actually missing the ball altogether. And it was another goal to the Tigers. This lapse in concentration really didn't bode too well for Adelaide. At the other end, it was Rance who was impassable in defence. He was absolutely dominating Jenkins, getting in exactly the right position to intercept and get the ball moving the other way for Richmond as well. Anytime Richmond seemed like they were under a bit of pressure in defence, Rance was there to save the day. In an entertaining bit of play, Seisman found a little bit of space in the back line and drove the ball long into the wing. There was a contest between Cameron and Asprey. Asprey had a slight fumble, letting Cameron in, who quickly gathered and raced away, bounding along the wing, bouncing with great pace. Cameron delivered into a wide open inside 50, with Riley Knight running towards goal. Despite being in the clear, Riley Knight just couldn't quite control the ball, and Rance closed late to get the ball across the line, one rush behind. Adelaide had missed a great chance here, 
and it was the first sign that the momentum was swinging. Richmond's pressure ramped up in the second two. This was typified by a bone-jarring tackle laid by Townsend near the boundary line. A short time later, he was rewarded for his efforts, with a goal from 45 out to reduce the margin again to less than a kick. During the next period of play, Richmond seemed to be having the better of it, but just couldn't quite find a way to get the score on the board. Finally, it was the unheralded Graham that broke through from general play to give the Tigers the lead, and the crowd was beginning to find their voice. It seemed now that the shackles had been lifted, and Richmond were on a roll. From the very next centre bounce, Richmond got a clear clearance, allowing Dusty to have a one-on-one contest inside 50. He won it easily, and went back and coolly slotted the set shot. The Tigers had kicked four in a row, and things were really starting to roll. Although it was just a nine-point lead heading into half-time, it already seemed like Richmond was threatening to overwhelm Adelaide. Time now for some footy time trivia, so let's test out that footy knowledge. So for question one, we're looking back at Adelaide's history in grand finals. So they've actually only played in two grand finals, winning both of them, and this was way back in 98 and 97. They were actually the underdogs going into both these games. So the first footy time question is, who was the Smith medalist in both of Adelaide's grand final wins? Was it A, Darren Jarman, B, Mark Rusciuto, C, Andrew McLeod, or D, Tony Modger? What do you think about this one? So the Norman Smith medalist for both of Adelaide's grand finals was none other than C, Andrew McLeod. Playing predominantly off the half-back line, his exquisite skills really stood out in such high-pressure games as these grand finals were. When many other players were finding it exceedingly difficult to execute, McLeod seemed to be doing it with relative ease. So it was no surprise that he became a dual Norm Smith medalist. Footy time trivia question number two. So since the year 2000, there have been 20 grand finals and 20 premiers. So how many of these 20 premiers have actually finished on the top of the ladder, meaning they were the minor premiers? And if you want to try and earn some bonus points, try and name some of the actual minor premiers that have gone on to win it and the years that they've done it. So how many minor premiers have won the grand final in the last 20 years? Is it A, 3, B, 6, C, 8, or D, 10? Have a think about that. So the correct answer here is actually B, 6, meaning that only 30% of minor premiers have actually gone on to win the grand final. It's not a great hit rate for the team that's meant to have been the best for the whole season to only be winning 30% of the grand finals. In fact, in the last six years, not a single minor premier has won the grand final, the last being the Hawks in 2013. So there are five more. So in chronological order, we had Essendon in 2000, Port Adelaide in 2004, West Coast in 2006, Geelong in 2007, and Collingwood in 2010. And of course, I already mentioned Hawthorne in 2013. So it just shows you that finishing on the top of the ladder may not be all it's cracked up to be. Footy time trivia question number three. So for this one, we're actually looking at Richmond's finals drought. So prior to the 2017 final series, how many years had it been since Richmond had actually won a final? And for a bonus point, what year did they last win a final? So is the answer A8, B11... C13 or D15? 
give you a little bit of time to think about that one. So the correct answer is actually D15. Definitely a lot of heartbreaking memories for Richmond supporters in those last 15 years in finals. But their last finals win actually came against Carlton in 2001, which was the semi-final. And it put them through to the prelim against Brisbane. Unfortunately, that was at the Gabba. And they were facing a very strong Brisbane team who actually went on to win the premiership. Richmond actually lost that prelim by 68 points. All right, so for our final footy time trivia question of today, we're looking at Richmond's ascent from missing the finals in 2016 to becoming premiers in 2017. So Richmond's finishing position in 2016 was actually the furthest back a premier has ever come from the year before they win the grand final. So the question is, what ladder position did Richmond finish in at the end of the 2016 season? Was it A, 12th, B, 13th, C, 14th, or D, 15th? The answer to this one is B, 13th. So for Richmond, it was very lucky 13 rather than unlucky 13. So it was a massive turnaround from 2016. It really all just seemed to click in 2017. And about halfway through 2017, they got on a massive roll and they're riding that wave of momentum all the way through to the grand final. Let's now get back into the third quarter of the 2017 Grand Final. So really it was more of the same from what we'd seen in the second, with the pattern of play continuing. Adelaide were being forced to go down the line instead of attacking through the middle. And this was really due to how well Richmond was set up. They were guarding the corridor and forcing Adelaide to play a way that they really weren't accustomed to. In yet another worrying sign, Richmond players were starting to find more space, particularly inside 50, where they were getting dangerous. And when Griggs slammed on a goal, it was six in a row to the Tigers, and it was panic stations for Adelaide. Adelaide's captain, Tex Walker, did manage to kick Truly at the other end to end a run of seven goals to the Tigers and bring the margin back to 20 points. Richmond's uncompromising game style was there for all to see. The massive pressure they were putting on, combined with the willingness to get the ball forward any way they could and forward handballs, allowed them to break free and find space when it looked like there was none. On the other hand, Adelaide looked like a shell of the team they'd been all year. Richmond had taken their game away from them. This huge pressure was telling on Adelaide, and they didn't have any answers at this stage. All that added up to a 34-point three-quarter time lead for the Richmond Tigers, and it seemed like a match-winning lead in the context of what had already happened. But as we know, there's no certainties in football, so Richmond would have to keep their foot on the crow's throat in the last quarter. Early in the last quarter, Rewalt had another set shot for goal, and this time made the most of it to extend the Richmond lead to 40 points. And when Lambert got it to Prestia, who snapped another, there was now no doubt that Richmond would be the 2017 Premiers. Interestingly, Richmond was scoring almost all their goals from turnover all day, so it really showed just how important the huge pressure they were putting on was, and many of their early goals actually started from a rundown tackle. The Richmond that turned up on grand final day was the ruthless Richmond we'd become accustomed to. Every player was doing their little bit for the team, which made it incredibly hard to pick the best players, as they just had so many good players all over the ground. The Tigers did keep their foot on the throat of the Crows throughout the last quarter, slamming on many more goals, 
and the Richmond fans were soaking up every minute, whether they be in the stands, at Punt Road, or watching on TV. Deep into the last quarter, a dusty snap from 20 out saw the crowd erupt again, and the lead extended to over 50 points. After 37 years of heartache, it was now Richmond's turn. They were the holders of the Premiership Cup. Let's have a look now at the most influential players of this grand final. So it was no surprise that the Norm Smith went to Dustin Martin. Though far from one of his most dominant games, he was effective with the ball and managed to set up many goals. Dusty became the first player to win the Brownlow, Premiership and Norm Smith medal all in the same year. It was a truly remarkable season and the Dusty fendoff is now a thing of legend. So although it was hard to split a lot of the Richmond players, I did agree with the Norm Smith voting. Martin for three votes. Even though the game was over, Martin had a dominant last quarter to cap off a great day. My two votes goes to Alex Rance, who was an absolute rock in defence, particularly in the first half when Adelaide were threatening. He repelled many of their attacks and took lots of influential marks. The one vote goes to Basha Hooley. He also had a great first half when the game was truly on the line. His ball use off half-back was really what stood out. So I just want to share a quick story that I think shows how unlikely it was that Richmond actually were able to win the 2017 Grand Final. So early in the year, maybe six or seven rounds in, there was a few messages going on in the chain that I have with my high school friends. And uh, my friend who's a Richmond supporter, Watson, he wanted to put a bet on. Uh, I can't remember how much it was for, but he was saying that we should make a bet to see as to whether it would be Melbourne or Richmond who were able to win the Grand Final first. So this kind of shows just how unlikely it is that Richmond actually got through and won it. At this stage of the season and in the team's developments, it seemed just as likely that Melbourne was going to be able to get through and win a grand final as it was that Richmond was going to be able to. Well, probably more that they were equally unlikely. Thankfully, I never did put that bet on because I would have been out a bit of cash by the end of the 2017 season. It's now time to register the 2017 Grand Finals Frozen in Time moment. So there was not really an obvious choice for this one, although I'm sure many Richmond supporters would disagree. They would have fond memories of their particular favourite moments. My Frozen in Time moment from this game actually came early in the second quarter, where the game was still well and truly on the line. From a stoppage, Dusty got the ball moving forward. It was really close to the boundary line and only a desperate Daniel Rioli stopped it from going out with a great punch back to the top of the square. Unfortunately for Richmond, it was all Adelaide at the top of the square and a running Paul Seedsman unloaded a massive kick that reached the wing. Here it was a contest between Charlie Cameron and David Asprey. Unfortunately for Richmond, a slight fumble by Asprey let Cameron in and he was off to the races. Sprinting away along the wing, he had a couple of bounces before delivering to an open forward line where Riley Knight had a bit of space. With the ball pitching just in front of him, he was unable to control a difficult bounce. And in no time, it was Alex Rance who was closing late to ensure that the ball got forced across the line. Adelaide had missed a great chance to extend their lead here, when it looked like they were going to get a certain goal. It didn't bode well for what would come next. Let me know what your frozen in time moment from this game would have been. Add it to the Facebook page or email me at footytime210 at gmail.com. So what did you think about this Frozen in Time moment? Did you think it was worthy of Frozen in Time status? 
let me know on the Facebook page or via email. Thanks for your company on this episode of Footy Time, and be sure to tune in next time as we delve into more of the great grand finals of the past decade. The next one we're going to have a look at is the 2018 grand final between Collingwood and West Coast. Be sure to tune back in for more Footy Time. <laughs>